Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with certified trainer and master success coach, Rachel Joy. Rachel is a board certified trainer and master practitioner in NLP, EFT, time techniques, clinical hypnotherapy, and life and success coaching. Along with a background in health coaching, personal training, and addiction counseling, Rachel takes a unique approach to generate freedom in her clients' lives. While she focuses on online marketing and business strategy, she stresses the importance of the mind-body connection and that being found, being the foundation for anything you want to create in your life and business. She is a powerful facilitator of transformational change, and she certifies and guides other women to do the same through her signature program, Transcend Academy, an immersive accredited certification program designed with the high level support of a business mastermind and the immersive experience of a spiritual retreat. She is extremely passionate about helping women claim their power to become unstoppable in pursuit of their dreams. First off, I'm thrilled to have Rachel here. Rachel is actually one of my coaches as I am diving into NLP this year. Started for myself and now really understanding how impactful this can be with my clients. And I was guided to connect and work with her. There's no questions in my mind. I love her message, how she speaks, tying it in. She's very vulnerable shares her journey with us here and where she's going. So I absolutely know you're going to love this episode. Welcome to the show today, Rachel. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to see what we create today. Me too. Me too. So let's get started with a few questions so people can get to know who you are. Where are you from? Toronto. Well, technically it's not Toronto. I do say Toronto on the global scale, um, but I am formally born and raised in Richmond Hill, Ontario, and that's where I'm living right now as well. Oh, awesome. That's so awesome. I know that you are a reader. I would love to know what has been your most impactful book. Ooh, most impactful book. The one that's coming up for me to mind is The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. That was one of the very first ones I ever read when I first started my business. I love that book. And you were the one that recommended that to me. And I have given it out a few times since then. It's a great book. It's so, so good. So good. I'm so glad the like tradition is carrying on. Oh, it's I recommend like, it. Then you recommend it. It's the ripple effect. It I is a ripple. It. It's awesome. It's awesome. Do you have a quote or a mantra that describes you who you are or something that grounds you when you feel overwhelmed or something come up? Okay. So in overwhelm, um, two things came to mind. One was it gets to be easy, but I think the one that at my core that I'm really wanting to share with you is everything I need is within me now. 
So like sometimes we forget to like, we kind of self-doubt ourselves or get afraid to like put ourselves out there. Or if this big dream or next goal of ours is really for us or how am I going to do it? I just always remind myself that everything I need is within me now, meaning I'm 100% capable of achieving that goal or that desire. Oh, that is beautiful. I love that for so many reasons. And personally, I'll just share, like when I was at the height of chaos in our story, there was, I don't even know where I read it, so it doesn't matter, but there was a point (laughs) where, there was a point where I had to come to the space of knowing that I had the answers. Mm -hmm. And I used to say to myself this mantra, Marsha, you're in this situation because you know what to do. You might not like what you have to do, but you know what to do. And that's was the whole thing of it's always within me. I always have that within me. So I love that. It gives me goosebumps. What lights you up and what drives you? Oh, the thing that came to mind was love. Mm -hmm. Just like core value of love, like loving yourself, loving others, being able to experience the true meaning of love, um, which I also think is tied to freedom in a sense. So love and freedom. Love it. Love it. You are all things NLP. Like I, I want to talk about you and your story, but let's, can you share with people what NLP is? So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And the way I like to explain it to somebody who has no background in the mental health industry or coaching industry, you know, um, as if, you know, just an average Joe walking across the street asked you what you do. I like to explain it as um, the user manual for the mind. So when you know how to use the mind, when you know how to speak directly to the mind, it's the language of the subconscious mind. So when you know how to speak to the mind, then your opportunities are endless, essentially. And that's one thing that we don't get taught growing up in school is how to set ourselves up for success. How do we cultivate a mindset that's going to support us in our life and our relationships and business, whatever it is that we strive for? Oh, that is so good. And we are not taught that. We are definitely not taught that. I think we are taught more than anything that there's limits for everything. Yes. And NLP is the thing that tells you that you are limitless instead of having limits for everything. It's you get to break the mold. You get to create the mold essentially. That's beautiful. So how did that come to be such a big part of your life? Um, NLP found me. Mm. I was how old was I? I was about 25-ish. I don't remember exactly, but 25-ish. And I was about to get married and I was about to graduate from interior design. And I had won a ticket to a Tony Robbins event. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know anything about Tony Robbins at the time other than his like Netflix video. And I found it very inspiring, obviously, but I didn't know anything else about him. And so I won the ticket. And when I was there, I was like, blown away like the interventions he was hosting Mm -hmm. in that moment like I just knew one I wanted to be that powerful of an interventionist Mm -hmm. and two I had to you know let go of that fear of putting myself out there because I had always dreamed of helping people in some way I actually went to school for psychology before coaching but dropped out because I was extremely depressed Mm -hmm. um and yeah. So I just knew that I was not living like my life. Like I was not living into my purpose and it was time to step into it by seeing him intervene on so many other people. Mm. And so it just opened up your eyes of wanting to do something more. And then I'm assuming yeah. you started to dive into more of what that could be. 
Exactly. Cause like Tony's, so I had a health coaching certificate before that, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't doing anything with it. I sat on that certification for four years before I put myself out there. And when I started putting myself out there was after that Tony Robbins event. Um, and during that time, so obviously I had my own transformation at that event. So Mm -hmm. I started taking the action and I was like, well, I want to be a strong of an interventionist as like Tony, how do I do that? Well, Tony's teachings are all based for the most part in NLP. So let's learn NLP. I've done addiction counseling. I have a good mental health mindset. I have a uh, mental health knowledge. I mean, I have health coaching background, but I don't have NLP. Maybe that's the missing piece. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it was because I'm here now. So <laughs> I, think, I think so. It's almost like you needed the other pieces in yeah. order for NLP to be as effective as it has been. Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Could you share with us, it doesn't matter where it goes to, but what kinds of transformations have you gone through yourself personally? Because I think the fact that you're so, you were so inspired to help others have transformations is because you've gone through them yourself. Yeah. So what transformations NLP in particular, or just transformations in general? You in general. Oh my God. I feel like I have had way more identity shifts than a 29 year old should have had. Um, let's see if I can even list all of them. Um, okay. Wait, personal transformations. Let's see. I've gone from depressed to happy and free, anxious to happy and free, um, extreme lack of self-worth to feeling confident and capable and certain in my uh, abilities and my passion and purpose. Um, Gone from feeling completely worthless in relationships and, you know, love relationships to having the most amazing marriage and, you know, respectful relationship. Um, And then I'm trying to think of bigger, bigger identity shifts from, like I said, being afraid to put myself out there to start my business, to positioning myself as an expert in the industry of NLP. Um, what else, what else? A shift definitely when I became a mom, I think naturally when you become a mom, there's like an identity shift, Mm -hmm. but there's, like you said, there's work that, that happens. (laughs) Huge work. And I would say also a shift from, uh, survivor to thriver in a magnitude of different ways and scenarios. That's so good. I think that surviving has been and is the, what's the word? It's almost the foundation that a lot of people use as the foundation is survivor. I just have to get by. I was just talking to someone this morning who said, well, when COVID is over and I'm like, can you ask yourself how long (laughs) you have said that because if that's your basis for what you're going to build, you are waiting for whatever is going to happen here to happen. And you're waiting for external circumstances as well to, to give you that thing that you desire, but that's not how it works. It's, and it's not. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that is that we, we as humans, we do wait for a lot of things to happen thinking that's going to be the missing link, but it is us, right? It is us. And so how do we unlock that? Ooh, great question. I'm just thinking back to like my beginning of my business. Cause 
that was me for the longest time. I was actually so afraid of failure. Like that was one of my stories growing up Mm -hmm. um, that I would not do anything that I knew I wasn't good at. So I was the girl who would make up all the excuses in the world to sit on the bench at gym class. I would avoid any sport, um, but dance was something, dance and gymnastics was something I was confident in. So I would, you'd see me tumbling on the field during recess, but like other sports, no, just couldn't even touch a ball. Like I'd run the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that behavior followed me in other areas of life growing up, even in terms of dating and stuff like that as well. And I noticed that I was missing out on so many opportunities by not allowing myself to fail. Um, and that was bringing me to something. I don't remember the question you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not like that ever happens in a podcast. We <laughs> have this all the time. It was it basically, um, yeah, yeah, now, of course, I lost my note now, too. Um, <laughs> okay, so going back and looking at your transformations, we talked about that. And yes. then we were talking about, look at, see, lost my train, my total train of thought. I was listening to you. <laughs> Well, this podcast is just that amazing that you're so wrapped into here we go. And here's the thing, like when you're again, perfectionism, we're talking and joking about this. This is what happens sometimes when you're listening and when you're tuned in and when you're focused. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's go on from there. Channeled channeled energy. It was total (laughs) channeled energy. Um, I want to know what the word ownership means to you. Oh, Ooh. Okay. Let me. Tune in for this one. Wait, wait till I listen and pay attention so I don't lose my train of thought. Go. What does ownership mean to me? Yeah. Ownership means to me to live at cause rather than effect. So taking complete radical personal responsibility for your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Noticing that, you know, it's so easy to blame certain people, places, and things Mm -hmm. for why this person's not loving you or why this thing's not happening um, or why that happened to you, but that's not the case. Like they don't happen to you. They happen for you. So when you take radical responsibility and you look at every situation in your life and you say, well, what was my part in this? Mm-hmm. Cause we always have a part. Um, then you have a magnitude of more empowering choices and opportunities available to you. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That is so good. I would love to know. I know you have had challenges as most of us have. When did ownership kind of click in as that, mm-hmm. wait, I actually do have a choice in yes. what I do next with my life. Can you think of a time when that did click in for you? Yes, yes, yes. That would be the time where, you know, the thing that put me on the very trajectory for this path that I'm on now. I don't think I would have become a coach or, you know, done half the things I've done and experienced half the things I've experienced had I not um, asked for help when I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, addiction runs in my family mm-hmm. and I have, so addiction runs in my family and I was very well of addiction growing up. I have a mother who's been through treatment. I have a brother who's been through treatment as a teenager, which is very, um, I was going to say unusual, but not unusual. It was back then, I would say it was unusual. Thankfully, we're becoming more aware on how to support 
youth mental health these days, but back then there were no resources at all. And so my brother actually got sent out to a treatment center in the States because there were no resources here in Canada. And so it was just a very dark place for me because I was very alone. I had two older brothers. One was away at university. The other one had just gone out to treatment. So I'm suddenly in this big house alone. Um, and going through my own stuff as well. I was recycling trauma from childhood. I was um, feeling all the things that typical teenagers feel. They already feel left out and confused about life naturally as a teenager. Yes. And it was just not a fun time. And I remember going into my brother's bedroom because um, even though he was in treatment, he wasn't fully clean at this point. And he still had some stuff in his room. I knew where his little bag and box was. I hope this is not too vivid for a child. Not at all. Nope. But I remember going into his room and he had like a little baggie and a tag tap of acid in the Ziploc bag. Yep. And I would go into his room three times and I would open the box, close the box, open the box, close the box. Should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I? Um, because I was so miserable, so stuck and alcohol and weed wasn't working for me anymore. Like I needed something more. And I just remember in that moment, I had like this flash forward of my life. And it's so crazy to talk about this now as a mother, because what I saw back then was me as a mother, um, just not living the life that I wanted to live and hurting my children in the same way that I had experienced hurt due to Mm -hmm. addiction. And I didn't want that for my kids. I wanted something different. So I, my mom was on me. She was obviously sober and clean at that time. So she knew what was going on and it wasn't a good relationship for the two of us. Um, so I said to my mom, I was like, look, mom, I want to be great. I know I have greatness within me. Cause I've always had this like call for more, but I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I know I have greatness within me. I just don't know how to be great. And so I think like Three days later, if that, I was on a plane out to on my way to Salt Lake City as well, just like my brother. It, and I remember hearing you share this part of your story in your podcast. And first off, I so, so grateful for you and honor you for sharing that because we know that our stories can go far and impact others. Second, there was obviously such a big pull that you knew that it's mm. this or that, like I go this way or I go this way and reaching out and saying, I don't think this is it, but I don't know what to do. And I'm willing to have help is incredible because that is not something a lot of 18 year olds are going to do. So obviously your pull, your intuition, what you were going and to do and be here to create was real and strong and was pulling. So, well, here's the thing. People will do more for pain to avoid pain than they will to you know, step into pleasure. And I had a lot of pain Mm -hmm. and I'm also a very anxious person. And my anxiety comes from fear, fear of like a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And so the fear of my pain getting worse was leverage for me to create the change because had I, if I was still comfortable, I probably wouldn't have created that change. Mm -hmm. I, I would love that to land for people because I'm sure you hear it. I hear it daily. Fear, like fear, fear, fear. It's just, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. And I said to a client just today, you have to come to a space that you are more afraid of your vision dying within you Mm -hmm. than stepping forward and actually doing something. 
Yeah. So we are so afraid of whatever we think failure is that we do nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It, it is. It's real. It's powerful. It really is. Um, so I appreciate you talking about that because I, I want people to land with that piece of what the, the hold that fear has on us in our life and yeah. what we do with that. Yeah. So you definitely, so you go off to treatment, how long were you gone for and what growth did you go through during that time? So I went for 30, no, I went for 60 days. I thought I was going for 30 days. Um, And so I went for 60 days. And in that time, I would say the biggest thing within the first 60 days for me was having complete undistracted time to really get to know me, Mm -hmm. like all the nooks and crannies of me. I personally think treatment is something that should be available to everybody. I like to call it a sleepover camp for adults. Like, yeah, okay, you do have to do some therapy and you do have to have that honest, you know, talk with yourself a million times, but you also get to connect with amazing people and you also get to do equine therapy and play with horses. Like <laughs> there's it's sleepover camp. <laughs> if you look at it that way, if you mm-hmm. choose to make it an experience, a positive experience, it it's fun. I personally think it's something everybody should should um, experience. So yes, I would say the biggest thing for me was having that undistracted time for myself. And in that time, I was able to heal a lot of the stories and beliefs I had about myself, Mm -hmm. um, which ultimately led me to feeling, not feeling, knowing real happiness for the first time. That's awesome. There's a difference between being saying, oh yeah, I'm good. How are you? Great. Thanks. I'm happy today versus truly knowing happiness. Um, So I often say like in bios or stories or podcasts, when people ask me, one of the things I used to say is that like, I was the girl who didn't know true happiness until 20 years old. But honestly, I think a lot of people walk through life, even as adults, sometimes unfortunately into like their 60s and 80s and still not knowing happiness because of their programming and the stories that they're choosing to believe and the boxes, like you said at the beginning of this episode, that they're putting themselves into. Mm-hmm. That is so good. That's so good. Can you explain even deeper? What does true happiness mean? Like, how does, can you explain it to somebody? Uh, so I think that's different to everybody. Um, the way I like to explain it is freedom. Like, I think for me, I'm trying to think what, what made me in that moment feel true happiness. Um, being happy from within rather than external. It wasn't a boyfriend who was making me happy. It wasn't a substance that was making me happy. It wasn't my cozy living situation at my parents. It was just me and getting to know me and why I do things a certain way because that can translate into so many other greater opportunities for me in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that is, that's so powerful what you said there because it comes from internal and we've been diving into a lot on self-worth with a lot of my clients and really understanding that is a piece. It's amazing that language and that story that's there. And one of the things that comes up a lot is people say, well, what do I charge for my business? What do I do for this? And I'm like, if you don't do that work on self first, then it doesn't matter if you charge a dollar, 
a thousand dollars. It doesn't matter because you have to do that work on you first. And that's what it sounds to me like you really dedicated that time to yourself. So the processes that you went through at 20, 18 to 20 years old, you're right. Some people don't go through in their whole life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't dedicate that time. So that has taken you into the path that you're in now. And then it, you went from a space of wanting to create transformations for others, learning NLP, really seeing how powerful it is. And then you built your own certification out of it. So you didn't just go, I'm just going to coach people on this. You actually built a certification out of it. So talk to us about that. Well, I'm actually happy you asked that question because as you can see, since you're in Transcend Academy, um, I like to think at least may, I might be biased, but I like to think that Transcend Academy is different to other programs and certifications. It's a lot more based in not just having high level support and getting what you need from it, but um, the vision for me when creating Transcend Academy was how can I take everything I've learned and put it into this beautiful package for people so that not only are they walking out with the tools and techniques they need to create a transformation, but they're also having a full body transformation. And so a full body as in mind, body, and spirit, not like external body. And um, one of those things for me was like, well, what worked for me? The places I've seen the biggest change in my life, biggest breakthroughs were treatment, Tony Robbins events, and Gabby Bernstein and mastermind events and spiritual retreats. What makes those events or so, so special that I was able to get, get a breakthrough from those things more so than just talk therapy, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, I was in an immersive environment. Like I was in an environment that was completely undistracted. It was time for me to focus on me. I had a supportive community around me. So I knew that that was what I wanted to bring forward with Transcend Academy, hence the virtual retreat, the five-day immersion at the end, um, rather than just creating a certification. Mm -hmm. And so, but where that really came from was, it was a hybrid of me having roller coaster results in my business and patterns of repeated patterns of self-sabotage and finally, you know, using my tools as a practitioner on myself, being my own first client to release all of that. Um, And then as I started releasing that, my business grew and grew. And I noticed that I was able to get results from my clients by using these tools and techniques, but they were still struggling to then help their clients get results. I was like, okay, so what's, what's the breakdown? Clearly there's a breakdown because they don't know what I know. Mm -hmm. So they need to know what I know, which is where that whole package of certifying them, teach them, give them the tools and techniques, but also give them the experience so that they can also step into their own power just as I had. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that you shared that. And I just listened to your most recent podcast yesterday, which I loved. I will talk to you about your podcast really shortly is that that almost didn't come to happen. Yeah. Transcend Academy almost didn't come to life. And this is the difference that I think that's, well, there's a number of reasons why I resonate with you, but this is one of the mm-hmm. things is the fact that a lot of coaches or people feel that they have a coach to tell them exactly what to do. Yeah. And then that's not a, a coach's job. That is not a coach's job. And there's all. so much of that in the industry. Oh, <laughs> that it's my mission to break that. Like it's my mission to like actually create coaches who know how to coach ethically and effectively as well. Okay. 
So dive into that as much as you want to, because I think that is missing right now. I think that is for anybody who's listening to this, there's a, there's a plethora of coaches out there, but I 100% agree with you is that this is a case right now of what telling you what you should and should not do. Yeah. Well, I think there's, um, you know, it's an interesting time for the coaching industry because prior to social media, it was just almost like a therapist, but not obviously different cases on what they can handle, but it was in-person face-to-face, not as a global scale with social media, you know, you scroll and you see so many people doing other things. And the term coach has also been embedded in a various network marketing companies now. And I think that's kind of misconstrued the real definition of a coach. Mm-hmm. And so when people are scrolling on social media and they see what I can make 30 K a month as a coach. Cool. I've always liked watching Dr. Phil. I'm going to become a coach. And so then they change their Instagram bio. They have this passion or desire to support people, but they're either getting into it because they want that money, <laughs> which yeah. isn't a real in, in like real, what's the word depiction of what a coach is. No, it's not. And while the money is great, because that's kind of where social media has taken it. I think a lot of people are inauthentic and they lie about the money or they become very success driven mm-hmm. and they use the money component as a main marketing objective, which that's not what it should be about. It should be about the change and the transformation you create. And so on the flip side, the people who have a real desire to create change, um, I think they want to create change, but they, one, get triggered and feel this imposter syndrome from the people who are talking money, 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 success, success, success. Or two, they fall in the trap of, well, I really want to help people, but I'm lacking the confidence. Like, who am I to do this? Because I'm not a therapist. I'm not certified. And I know for me, that was more the camp I was in. I definitely had credentials behind me. I had a health coaching certification. I had, um, I was an addiction counselor before this, but I, um, was lacking the confidence and tangible tools on how to actually coach, Mm -hmm. which is what NLP has given me. Yeah. I thank you for sharing that because I loved how you said in your podcast that it almost didn't come to be until you realized that, no, this is what your next step was. And I love that empowering clients, watching my clients being able to come to some of those decisions. And I, and I said like, what feels good? What do you want to do? And they're like, well, I want to do this, but I don't have a clue how. The how isn't yours to figure out. What do you want to do? Stop looking at what everyone else is doing and tune into what you want to do. Because when you hire that that successful, shiny coach that you see on Instagram, many people will give their power away, like you said. And I was almost in that position. I I still love and adore this coach. I just have taken her off the pedestal. She's not the person to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, She just more is that person who coach who calls me out on my shit. Like she sees when I'm playing small, which is why I keep her in my court. Um, but, but essentially she, I was telling her about my vision and she said, is that really for what Rachel joy want, what Rachel joy wants to do? Is that who Rachel joy is? She's like, well, let's put it on the back burner for a little. And Mm -hmm. I did because I wasn't ready to create it yet. Like I was still far away from it, Mm -hmm. but had I listened to that, and not take an action on like that little voice in the back of my head, you're right. This wouldn't be here. No, 
It wouldn't be here. And I, and I thank you for sharing that because I think that that is, that's really, it's really powerful, but I also think it's good that we still have people in our lives that serve different purposes and mm-hmm. it's okay, right? Not everybody's going to fully hundred percent agree with what we do and that's okay. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But as long as we can start to understand more of our own answers and listen to what it is that's important to us, that's where I think is really important. Yeah. Nobody knows you better than you. So who is she to tell me that that's what I want to do? That's the thing about coaches. Like, like you said, a coach isn't there to tell you what to do. A coach is there to hold space for you to find the answers within yourself. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not doing that as a coach, then mm, it might be time to get some professional training so that you can do that for your clients. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I, so there's a lot of things you also offer within Transcend Academy. And I want to ask this because I know this question is going to come up. What is tapping and what does it do? Oh, great question. So tapping is emotional freedom techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's based on a similar concept of think about acupuncture, for example. So there's energetic meridians in the body. And when we tap on certain acupressure points, we can move that energy around. So what you do is you're first tapping on the energetic points while bringing voice to the fear or the limiting belief or the pain that might be present. And as you're going through that sequence, you'll notice a shift. And when that shift happens, it's almost like you don't want to focus on the problem anymore. Like you're just, you're over it. You're like, okay, I'm done. So when that happens, then what you do is you tap on the same points and you're tapping in a more empowering um, belief or story that you choose to align with instead. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I mean, cause I'm learning it and I'm practicing it and I posted a video today and I can't tell you how many people were like, Oh my God, you do tapping. Like you do tapping <laughs> or tapping is amazing. And I'm like, it's like it opened up something for people to be able to talk about it. And yeah, that's what yeah. made me excited. You know what? It's um funny cause tapping is so popular and thankfully it should be cause it's such an easy technique that I think anybody can do as once they learn it. Um, and I actually was I found out about tapping. I'm trying to think, I think it was in my health coaching certification. I didn't get certified in it at that time, but like they gave a little tutorial on it and I hated it. I was like, what is this weird crap that I'm doing? No way. Am I going to ever get seen doing this? Um, (laughs) But five ish, however many years later, I now certify other people in it. And it's because it works. It's one of those tools that is always there for you. As long as you have your hands, you can tap. Well, and it's so funny, right? How we, how we can be resistant to things that actually do work for us because there's this thought of like, what's that going to look like? And that's why, like, I literally post the video. I'm like, well, let's just show like, this is exactly part of it is I don't know exactly why it works. All I know is it's working. It feels good. And I feel better when I do it. So yeah. I mean, I think back to my early days in physical rehab when clients would say, but do you think this is the right thing for me to do? Do you think that I should see this person? I'm like, if you came in and told me that when you paint your face green, you feel better, I would say you look good in green. I don't care. Yeah. Like, what you do you think you should do? <laughs> That's what I used to say. Honestly, those were my words for years. Whatever you think works for you, we're good. We're good. That's all that matters. <laughs> so that's really funny. So talk to us about your podcast. Cause that's fairly new in the launch mm-hmm. since we record this, tell us what it's called and why podcast. 
Okay, so I have created the Speak Louder podcast for amazing souls to speak louder on whatever passion is on their heart. Many times it's the raw, vulnerable, inspiring stories that I like bringing because especially on social media, you see the highlight reel and it's so easy for people to look at somebody and be like, oh, well, lucky for you or so easy for you to get to where you are, but they don't see all the work that's behind it. Like, no, <laughs> you're like, never no. do. <laughs> like I had a lot of people message me after the podcast, podcast, the episode two, where I shared my story and they're like, oh, it makes so much sense now why I resonate with you or, oh, now I can see why you do what you do as a career. Cause actually believe it or not, when Instagram first came out, I said that it's for selfish, ignorant people. I was so anti-Instagram and now I'm the one monetizing and running my entire business off of Instagram. Okay, I did not know that. That is really funny. <laughs> I, well, I was fresh out of rehab, focusing on myself and self-love and everyone's just like, you know, taking selfies of themselves. I'm like, yes. what is this? So it's so self-consumed. Why would you do that? Like, I'm just focusing on me, sobriety, my connection to source and internal love and taking selfies. Why? What, what's the point of that? I don't get it. But then it evolved. And I eventually I forced myself to kind of get in there. I was at first using it as a platform to kind of express myself because I was still, you know, in my healing process. Um, and then that eventually turned into coaching because that's what I was really doing all along. I just couldn't. Mm -hmm admit it or fully step into it. Yeah. I love it because it finally, you don't see those pieces, right? You, we, you don't see it until it all starts to connect. We yeah. think it's like, it doesn't make sense, but it's like, oh, now I get it. It all does add up and make sense. So speak louder is perfect for the title, I think. And I think that the world, I believe the world is craving connection. It's creating, it's craving um, connection, honesty, like true relationships and none of that is possible until we show real, until we yeah. start to show real sides. That's that's exactly it. Like if you go to any dinner party or gathering and say, how are you? Someone's going to say, oh, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Mm -hmm. But like, even if they're not good, they're going to say that. And if they truly are good, they're just going to, they're still going to say that. Like it never goes deeper. So no. speaking about our podcast is to really have those deep, authentic conversations that really fuel, like you said, connection and connection is a part of what fuels happiness and freedom. hundred percent, 100 percent. I think it's, and this is an interesting question. I don't know where this is going to go, but I believe like we see people and we connect to people, even if we don't know them, but we see something in them. Yeah. And so yeah, <laughs> go with I this. agree. Yeah. <laughs> So ironically, I heard your podcast with Lori Harder last, I don't know, August, July. I can't remember when it was in the summer. Oh yeah. I think it was July. Yeah. Oh. I heard it and I'm like, oh, I love her story. And I love how, how she speaks and how she shows up. And then of course I joined Fast Foundations. I don't know how many coaches there are. And then I was like, Four. of course, Rachel's my coach. Like that was just <laughs> the whole, like, of course. And then it's just gone from there. And there's something that I have seen in you that reminds me of and shows me what is possible. And this is where I think it's important. I'm going to touch on two part there. What does that mean? And what does that actually mean? And secondly, is the fact that 
from the beginning, when I've seen what you do and what you create, it's never been a say from a space of like, oh, that's, you know, it's not fair that she can create that. I've, I look at that as like possibilities. So like collaboration is a big part of my major core value because it just shows what is possible. So I would love if you have anything you want to add to that, because I know it's just like, if you're on Instagram or you're on and you can be connecting to people you've never met before, but there's yes. something about their message that speaks to you. Yeah. I, so it's interesting you said, cause like, for example, Lori, for me is one of those people, like yep. she's one of those expanders. When I just listen to her story, one, I feel connected to her story. If you've read her book. Yes, um, and then, so one, I feel connected to her story, but then to be connected to her story and then watch all the amazing things that she creates. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, this girl's amazing. Damn. If she can do this, that's just, if she can do this, there's so much possibility for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like you said, there's that example of having people go before you. And then also, I think a part of it honestly comes down to rapport. Like rapport is that no like and trust factor, but as you know, by learning through Transcend Academy, you can be in rapport with someone without even, you know, having a conversation face to face. You could just see a picture of them. And if you're matching and mirroring them in a certain way, or if their brand messaging and their copy sounds like your voice or the same words that you use, you'll naturally come into rapport with that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, thank you for saying that because I think that that, I want that to land for people who are listening. And because the reason a lot of people don't show up, or I hear this because they're afraid of the judgment of others. They're afraid of what other people are going to say. And I'm like, Aunt Susie is not going to be your client. Like your client is someone you've never met. The four years that I was holding off on my dream with my health coaching certification, that's what stopped me. It was Mm -hmm. the fear of putting myself out there for the judgment. I did not want to be judged or for um, doing what I was doing, speaking my truth. And then I also didn't want to be judged on the other side of what if I fail? Mm -hmm. Like judgment all around. It was all there. Oh, I love talking about judgment. Trust me. This is one of my favorite <laughs> topics on this podcast because we are the ones who judge ourselves more than anything. Yeah, like we do. And true. so we end up blocking people who could be in our life. We could be impacting, we could be meeting, but because we're not showing up, that's not happening. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So I could talk to you forever. We know that. Um, <laughs> I just, I have a couple quick questions for you before I um, wrap up. First off, where do people connect with you? What's coming up in for you in the next few months? What's expanding? What's growing? What's expanding? What's growing is my capacity to hold space for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, my team just continues to expand over the past year. This time last year, January 2020, it was just me and my very first VA. Um, we're now a team of one, two, three, four five, six, including me. Awesome. That's so amazing. Uh, seven actually, but yeah, six to seven. So with that team expansion, it means I'm able to hold more space for the clients that come our way, which is why I've expanded so rapidly. Um, so what to look out for in the next few months is of course, I would say as always the main Lady of the night is Transcend Academy, board recognized coaching certification in NLP, EFT, time techniques, clinical hypnotherapy, and life and success coaching. And actually, Marsha, you don't know this, but you will now. Um, we're updating the curriculum. It is now going to be a trauma informed coaching certification as well, which is my commitment to like constantly, you know, as you know, making sure that coaches have 
the right morals, ethics, teachings, and values and boundaries in place to coach effectively. Um, Because I think there is a fine line between, you know, therapists and coaches. Sometimes coaches don't know when they're overstepping their boundaries. So they need to be trained properly in that. Um, So yeah, Transcend Academy. And then Bliss Biz Babe is my other exciting thing, which is to monetize your passion in the online space. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'll make sure all of that information is in the show notes. And your next round of Transcend Academy opens up when? April. April. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So I'll make sure that everything is linked in there. Okay. So two questions. What impact do you want to create in the world? Ooh, I just got butterflies. Um, so my big, big, big why, apart from like, you know, having the house of my dreams, the family and the vacation and all that stuff, my big, my bigger impact why is to create some type of, I'm not sure how it's going to work out yet, but some type of nonprofit scholarship type of retreat treatment center type of place where, you know, I can host retreats there and other healers can host retreats as well. But then there's like the second wing or second property where the people who need support in mental health, Mm -hmm. who don't have the funds or the, you know, resources available to them, like I was lucky to have, like, I didn't have to go into a hospital or an insane asylum. I, I ended, I wasn't in the psych ward. I ended up in a cushy residential treatment center, which in my opinion is part of the reason why it was so productive and conducive to healing was because of the environment I was in. Um, so I want to be able to have enough money in the world and in my pocket to, be able to create that same experience for other families that might not have the resources otherwise. I I think that's beautiful. And as somebody who was in this experience, there's not a lot available for families in, and I mean, this was many years ago. I have a hunch. It hasn't changed much here as far as um, in Ontario or in Canada. And it's very different experience from what is available in the States I mean, everybody has different opinions. It doesn't matter. It's just that there wasn't a lot of resources available. There was not a lot of resources for parents at all. And I was like a professional excavator. I was digging, 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 looking for everything. And I will never forget the first time that my husband and I went to a parent support group and Mm -hmm. he was like, I'm not walking in. I don't want to do this. And these things, we walked in the room and he's like, oh my God, we're not the only one. I'm like, I'm telling you, we're not the only ones. Like we're not the only ones. So there's a lot of holes and gaps. So thank you for like giving back and seeing that and wanting to provide more because there's a lot of families that could use some support. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Last question I have for you is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Oh, what lesson lesson in life am I most grateful for? I don't know if this is a lesson, but more of an experience, mm-hmm. but I'm more, I'm most grateful for everything I experienced in my childhood. Um, re- referring to various traumas in my childhood, because that 100% shaped me to who I am today. And I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today without that story behind me. And I also really freaking love who I am today, which is, something I 100% couldn't say beforehand. So I would say that's what I'm most grateful for. I love it. I love it. I There is a constant recurring theme that the people who have 
what some people would say, like they make it look easy. They've created this. They have lived through unbelievable stories. And almost every time when I ask them what they're grateful for, they're all, they always go back to the trauma, the experience, the difficulties, the challenges and say, I would not be who I am today without it. Yeah. So it's, if you're, and that's what I'm committed to. I'm committed Mm -hmm. to helping people recognize Mm -hmm. that, you know, like go from like the surviving to the thriving. That's my main mission here. Hundred percent. That is a hundred percent. I say to people, when you'll get to a space of realizing of what happened to you really did happen for you, and it can shape your life and how you see it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah definite theme. Thank you so much for being here, Rachel. This has been an absolute, absolute pleasure. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.